In this third of four podcasts, the NAC's dance producer, Kathy Levy, talks to the much-acclaimed Vancouver-based artist, Crystal Pite. Crystal is an extraordinary dancer and a supremely inventive choreographer. Her company, Kid Pivot, has performed many times at the NEC. Happy listening. Do you find you have more, um, I'm not sure if liberty is the right word, but more possibility to explore that within your own company, a mm. smaller structure, something that you bring together as you can and will, than perhaps when you're going into a larger structure, a larger... I'm sure there's sort of freedoms and restrictions that each mm. opportunity um, brings to you. I think, I mean, in terms of the, the question of content, no, I don't, I don't ever feel held back in, in any situation by, you know, expectations of, of what the content of any given work needs to be. Um, but I would say that I can probably go, just, be, just, just because I spend more time with these people, I, I understand them more, I, there's more trust and there's more history between myself and my own dancers in my own company than, than I would have, let's say, just, you know, jumping into the National Ballet of Canada for three weeks and making a piece. There's just, there's, you just can't go as, as deeply into things you made that piece in three weeks yes i can't believe that 38 dancers yeah your first major work for the national ballet of canada presented on an evening that bless her heart artistic director karen kane was bold to do with you and peter quantz and sabrina matthews fantastic Mm -hmm. uh and your piece really was the piece that i think you know got everybody talking and uh and I think, you know, no no uh, disservice to the other two choreographers, but I think that's a piece that will live on in that company. I think it gave the dancers an incredible challenge. Mm. But three weeks, that yeah. must have just felt like a minute in yeah, some it went, ways. <laughs> it went by really fast. Oh, my gosh. But I was so able complex. to work fast, though, because they're so, they're like a military operation, those those dancers. You know, you can say, okay, can I have, um, can I have everybody in a line downstage? Wow. They're there. <laughs> They're there. And it's what happens when you do great. that to your own dancers at Kid Pivot? Well, it's, like, it's a small oh, line. Well, we'll get there. There's only five of us. <laughs> so, or six, maybe seven of us. So it doesn't take long. But I mean, I guess what I mean is that, you know, at the National, I was able to work very, very quickly because I never had to deal with um, issues of, of uh, you know, that kind of structure, sort of traffic and, and uh, physical structures in, in the room. They took care of that so beautifully. There's such pros that way. So, so it's three weeks, but it's three weeks of sort of uncluttered time yeah. to just make the work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and they did give me as much time as they possibly could in the day. So I did manage to work full days while I was there, which really helped. Um, but yeah, no, it was, there were moments where I thought there's absolutely no way I'm going to pull this off. Like it just seemed completely preposterous. And you were asking things of the dancers that are very different than what they usually do. Yeah, yeah. And they stepped up, you know, they... They were really open and and they were so appreciative of doing something new and they really. I mean, you're asking them to cover their faces to oh, yeah. not be seen in the same way as they yeah. usually are, and yeah. they were open to all of that. Yeah, they were great. They were great. They, it was actually really. I didn't know what to expect. I I was imagining. Okay, I knew I was going to work with a large group. I knew I wanted to work with you know forty, let's say, and. Uh, or as many as I could get. And I pictured myself standing on a chair with a megaphone, you know, like <laughs> just directing traffic. And I didn't expect to have such a human connection with the dancers as, as, as we ultimately did. It was really heartwarming. They really, they got me. They were well, I heard wonderful. behind the scenes that there were some major principal dancers who were, uh, you know, really elbowing their way into that piece. Oh, you heard that? Oh, I Jeff? did hear that, <laughs> yes. And, uh, yeah. and of course, they weren't featured as principal dancers. The, the group mm-hmm. was a group. Which yeah, is it was all about the ensemble. Something. And they all got that. 
which is, yeah. you know, again, quite something in a ballet structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was quite something in a ballet structure. So do you ever structure. walk away from a situation like that with Netherlands and, and Stuttgart and... Uh, I'm Austri- not Stuttgart, sorry, Kohlberg. Kohlberg, yeah. Pardon me, pardon yeah. me, I'm getting my countries mixed up. <laughs> we'll strike that. Okay, we'll start that again. Okay. From Netherlands or Kohlberg or the National yeah. Ballet and think, oh, maybe one day I'll walk into that on a full-time basis. Do you ever sort of think that walk into what, one day on you'd full-time? like to take take on a company like that? No, no, no. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. No, no, no. No, no, really. No. And you're very emphatic about that. Tell me about that. Why are you... I don't want to be do an artistic director. I want to be a choreographer and I want to be a performer. That's where, that's how I feel right now. Um, that's so clear. I can't do what I do if I'm an artistic director. And you're not, you're not just clear, but you're saying it with an enormous smile on your face. Your <laughs> eyes are twinkling. And it's like you are absolutely happy about being so absolutely. clear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I don't need to do that. No. I, I basically have the, the perfect setup right now. I, I have my own company. Um, it's a group of, of dancers that I love. I'm, I'm still performing with them. I'm still learning as a performer. Um, I'm able to go really deeply into that work. And then I'm also able to go and work for a company like Netherlands Dance Theatre, which is a very different scale, different kind of infrastructure. Everything is taken care of. I basically just walk into the building and start creating. I don't have to worry about the building or the operations of, of things. And I don't have to worry about hiring and firing. And I don't have to worry about all those things that would take me away from, from choreography. And so for me, those two things, are, they're, they're opposites in terms of, of scale. But uh, I learn so much in both of those situations, and they feed each other. And I feel like it really keeps me in balance. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't really change anything at this point. I feel like it's working really, really well. Kuhlberg was a really interesting opportunity. How so? Um, it was another one of those companies, like Netherlands Dance Theatre, like Frankfurt Ballet, where I had always held it up as as an amazing place to, to work. And I mean, the dancers are also phenomenal. Um, and so having the opportunity to go create there in the house of Matt Zek, right, right, <laughs> right um, was, was a huge privilege. And I made a piece there about a year ago called Matter of a Maker. And it too ended up factoring into dark matters uh, my recent kid pivot work and um, a lot of those ideas around creation and destruction and um, the creative process and um, disaster factored in to my subsequent works and also Owen Owen's music um, carried through from matter of a maker through a piece I made called Fault through to Dark Matters. So with that piece and that relationship with Colbert Ballet, I feel like I've really learned and really developed a lot of things. I'm going back there in November to rebound Excellent. that piece. And uh, also they're taking another work of mine into their repertoire. Which, which is, work? It's called Expectacle. It was a piece I made for Le Ballet Jazz when I was resident choreographer there. Is that the beginning of the... Um, the longer evening for it Le Ballet is Jazz? the second part right okay it's sort of the 
the melancholic middle section of that evening. No chickens. There are no chickens there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is, of course, we're referring to um, the an stolen show evening that you made for uh, Les Ballet Jazz when That's you were right. artist in residence there for three years. Yeah. Called the Stolen Show, which actually was was it three separate pieces that you put together That's as one? That's right. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful piece. Beautiful that was, evening. Yeah, that was quite journey. something for Les Ballet Jazz, I think. Yeah. Really uh, turned them into a very different beast for several mm-hmm. years while they were making while they were performing that work. And there was the rubber chicken chorus line. It was incredible. In that piece. Which I still really I just I love that scene. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. And you know, I, I have to admit I tend to kind of cringe a little bit when I see um bear costumes and rubber chickens. But <laughs> that piece I was really okay with. It yeah. was like okay she can do she can even do bear and chickens mm. well you know <laughs> it's quite something mm. oh and of course owen belton uh vancouver uh, vancouver or victoria based based in vancouver vancouver based composer with whom mm-hmm. you've been working for a very long time major yeah. collaborator we've yeah. spoken about jay being a collaborator mm-hmm. these are people who who often feed into your vision and your yeah. work what's it like working with collaborators is it really i'm the boss and mm. you're helping me or is it really a collaboration <laughs> <laughs> i think you'd have to ask owen that one <laughs> but no owen is amazing he is absolutely brilliant, and I am so lucky to have him in my life and in my work. I and noted last night in the mm. program for Netherlands Dance Theatre, just as a, as a segue, that he you've written a new composition. Does that mean that it says co- uh, composer Owen Belton, yeah, new, composition. new composition? Does that means mean it was, it's new from the beginning? It means that it was commissioned specifically for that. I see. So creation. it's not a different one than you started with. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I see. It, okay. Just, it was commissioned for this piece. And yeah, I mean, he and I have been working together for over 15 years. I think we've made probably somewhere between 15 and 20 works together during that time. Right from early ba- days at Ballet Jorgen, he was creating creating music for for me. And uh, it's amazing to be able to develop that relationship over time we have such a shared language I can say things to him like okay you know those little scratchy clunky noises from the Sandra and Jermaine duet from the Kohlberg piece do you think we could use you know I can be able to talk about um, those kinds of textures and aspects of all the work we've done over all that time mm-hmm. and be able to to draw from that learning and and to remix things and to to um, revisit things in different ways. But, but so, does he come into the studio and watch you make the work? Rarely. Or, yeah, or do you say, I need three minutes of music that speaks to this? We usually start, this is hilarious that we're talking about music now. I know, isn't it? I know. <laughs> there you are, you're asking the question. I'm not asking the question. <laughs> I'm not asking the question. No, you didn't. You didn't no, have. I didn't. No. <laughs> but um, I want to understand about your work with your collaborators. For sure. No, for I sure. don't want to. just messing with you. Push into your personal life too much, but you do collaborate with your partner. You collaborate yeah. with Owen. You collaborate with yeah. writers. You know, like. Yeah. Well, a... I mean, he he and I work in separate studios. Um, I usually walk in with an idea, maybe with a. You know, I, I walk in with a um, a concept, maybe a, a subject, and maybe some ideas around what kinds of sounds could connect to that idea and uh, we usually start by creating kind of a palette together of, of sounds maybe it'll be voice or um, like with the piece for Netherlands Dance Theatre these archival um, uh, folk songs these were old scratchy recordings of old folk songs um, that was amazing I yeah. love that and for me yeah. um, I don't know Owen's work obviously as well as you but for me that was very different Owen mm, mm. From yeah. what from what I associate, not not that I couldn't see the lien, the connection between uh-huh. Owen, the composer for Dark Matters, and Owen, the composer for the Netherlands piece, but yeah. it just felt 
like a different exploration than yeah. than I'd heard from him before. That's uh, that's the crazy thing about working with Owen is how he's so versatile. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. I, I just can't believe. Um, <laughs> I can't believe his range. I'm so fortunate that he's able to do so many different things. Because I'm also really interested in exploring lots mm. of different aspects of of creating and and. Uh, so it's, it's great to, to be working with someone who can stick with me. I mean, collaborating can't be can't be easy sometimes. I mean, no. there's got to be times when, you know, one of these artists with whom you work is really sure that that idea is what it is, but ultimately mm -hmm. it's your signature. So mm -hmm. does that happen often, or is it just so so far along as as collaborative relationships that it just kind of works out? Most of the time, it just works out. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard. It's you really you probably have to ask him what it's like working with me. But um, I'm I'm fussy. I'm picky. I'm demanding. Um, but I also really I usually really like what I hear. So and I think he knows that and trusts that too. So I guess you know it's like any relationship. You you work on it. Yeah. Yeah. And figure it out. Yeah. But he's really been your longest collaborator. For yeah. Kid pivot. Oh yeah. Where does Kid Pivot, the name, come from? I know you've been asked this many, many times, yeah. but uh, um, let's get it down for, for um, you know, uh, history's sake, sure, on tape, sure. in the interview. <laughs> um, I wanted to, when I was choosing a name for my company, I knew that I didn't want to use the word dance anywhere. Uh, the just Crystal Pite dance leader just didn't quite do it for <laughs> <laughs> No, I didn't want to use the word dance because I didn't necessarily always want to present dance. And I didn't want to use my name either because I didn't necessarily always want to present my own work I wanted it to be something that was more open and something that had its own personality in a sense its own persona so I started with the word pivot because um, I liked the the inherent rigor in a word like pivot this kind of skill the kind of technique that it requires to execute a movement so specific as a pivot and it changes your direction it changes your point of view and it, it's it's pivotal it's something that's important and it's a word that can be used for action as well as emotion yes exactly and then to counter all that structure and specificity I wanted something a little more reckless a little more bold and so I was thinking of the outlaw and the pirate and the fighter and um and the DJ, and that's how Kid came to be part of that as a kind of counterpoint to the pivot idea. So I was thinking of Billy the Kid and Captain Kid the mm -hmm. Pirate, and you know, these, mm -hmm, sure. these kind of characters. And I like the way that Kid Pivot sounds like a little bit like a superhero, and it has an energy to it. It has a nice internal rhyme as well. So I was... Um, I was terrified of, of making it official, you know, because then, then that's it. Then your company is called Kid Pivot, and, and then there's no going back. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then I it's realized... Like naming your kid. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. And, and it's hard to name an entire body of work, sure. and most of it you haven't even made yet. And so it was hard to, to commit to that. But then I ultimately realized that, that in the end, the, the work is going to define the name. I mean, I think of a company like the Holy Body Tattoo. When they yeah. called it that, we were like, what? What is yeah, that? Yeah. And now, 
It's just the holy body tattoo. It's just that's the holy what body it is. tattoo. Yeah. That's what it is, and it works. Yeah. Yeah. And now when people Great talk name. about you, that's like, you know, are you bringing Kit Pivot or are you bringing her work with NDT? You <laughs> yeah. know, like that's what people talk about. Yeah. yeah. It's, it seems to be working. Yeah. So no, it, it is working. Well, that was 2001. Mm-hmm. That's right. Here we are, 2009. So Whoa. it's incredible to think about that. Mm-hmm. And the company has, has you've been creating projects, uh, mm-hmm. you know, on an annual basis, if you will. Um, some of the work that you made, a piece that you made three, four years ago now, has it been since Lost Action was made, was that 2006? That's right, spring of 2006. So, and it's still touring. Yeah. I know, it's incredible. Yeah, I mean, we've done almost 70 performances of that piece now. I just want to take a minute to tell you that that is a great gem and a great advantage that that you have and speaks very loudly to the power of that work because mm-hmm. I think in Canada we're so, you know, it's all about the next piece, the next mm-hmm. piece, and we don't, except for in the ballet companies, we don't remount, we don't revisit, we don't provide opportunities to programmers and presenters to continue having work that they might have seen a year mm-hmm. ago. Um, it's just the way our funding structure works. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Kid Pivot has been able to do that with this piece, Lost Action, and mm-hmm. hopefully will be able to do it uh, you know, in its time with the more recent piece, Dark Matters, is a great credit to mm-hmm. to the power of that work. And I hope you realize that, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that it's still... People are still writing me and saying, have you seen this piece? Yeah. And I, I just saw it and I really like it mm-hmm. and I'd like to bring it and to know that it has a life. Yeah. Um, I think one would hope for that to happen to anything that you create. I mean, you want to see it have a life because so much goes into making something. So much energy and time and money goes into creating these things. And to think they're just a, a one-off and that they disappear but that happens to so much modern it dancing. It does. It does. I mean, you're 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 fortunate that you get to see it also from the other point of view of having this work remounted, for example, with Netherlands Dance Theater mm. or your experience you're talking about with Kohlberg yeah. or the National. I mean, you know, yeah. wanting to keep that piece. I mean, but within your own company, how do you how do you do that? How does you've got dancers who are your dancers, but mm-hmm. you're not employing them 52 weeks of the year? Yeah. Well, it, it, logistically, it's it's complicated. Um, that's probably one of my biggest challenges with my company is is trying to maintain the work that we've done and in, in this kind of fluid freelancey kind of situation that I'm in with with my dancers um, so a lot of it's just luck and timing for example we're remounting lost action in August we're going to take it to Jacob's pillow which is great I've been wanting to go to Jacob's pillow ever since I started my company it's finally finally happened that's great and I have most of the cast intact, which is amazing. And then... Like the original cast? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's great. Yeah. And then going forward, it starts to get a little bit more dodgy, you know, because people have other projects and it, it's hard to make things line up. And um, I've, I've had to just be, I've just had to stay flexible and we've all had to work a little harder to, to make the, the show work with various new people and... And uh, the thing is, though, too, is we always learn something new. Every time we bring in somebody somebody else, somebody new into the work, we learn something about what it can be. And that process can also be really interesting. I do get attached. I get attached to the performers that I work with. I really do. Um, so sometimes it's hard to let go of some of the ideas that, that they brought to the work but um but you're sort of describing it's very interesting it, it's dawning on me that you're talking almost about something that you've been talking about right back to your experiences with frankfurt mm-hmm. you know there you are you're in a situation where it's someone else's house but you're mm-hmm. able to create work you're contributing work that work has a lasting impression on 
that Forsyth's work that was created during that time, mm -hmm. but then you're taking that somewhere else. I mean, you know, again, you've got a, um, a group of dancers, not all of whom are choreographers, but mm -hmm. a few, and, you know, they, they're bringing experiences to your work yeah. that are shaping the work, and maybe some of those things will eventually pop up elsewhere yeah. down the road. It's very interesting. Yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. And I wonder, do you think that's a Canadian reality, that freelance contemporary dancer reality? In Europe, are we still seeing more the longer-term commitment, the ability to, you know, does Van de Cabus have a company of dancers that he can keep and rely on and and commit to and pay mm -hmm. for longer periods of time? Is it is it something that we're just at a huge disadvantage in Canada? Uh, that's a hard question to answer accurately, <laughs> I think. Um It's it's going to get more and more challenging for me to, to keep going, I think, in the coming seasons. Um, financially, it's it's not looking very positive. Um, and up until now, up until right now, I've, I've been able to do all of the things I've wanted to do with Kid Pivot. I've been able to do them, um, which is pretty amazing when I think about how new we are, relatively speaking. But... We've been we've been very lucky. We've we've had amazing support from people like you, and and um, also we we were have we had the the Alcan Award, which was enabled to us to make Lost Action, which was you know an infusion of sixty thousand dollars that we wouldn't normally have had in a season, and then last year with the Olympic um, commissioning money, the arts partnership, yeah, yeah there was um, another infusion of cash that we would not normally have in any given season. So looking ahead to the next couple of years, I don't you know there's there's not a big chunk of money that's going to land in, into the in, into the company so that I, for, for, for a new creation so I'm trying to figure out how we're going to be able to go forward um, and, and, and keep up to the activity that is being asked of us um, with with you know relatively limited funds so it's a bit disheartening I have to say right now um, but on the other hand I also feel incredibly lucky to have been able to do what I've done so far and I have to trust that that it's going to continue to work yeah it is it is a uh i don't know i don't i don't want to get us depressed about yeah. canadian reality but it yeah. is it is i think or i think it's more of a north american reality you mm -hmm. know i do think that uh, our situation is not that um dissimilar except we're so fewer in number yeah uh in canada but i i think what you're what you're suggesting is is very much uh what many um you know mid-scale contemporary companies are facing mm -hmm. in the short term mm -hmm. um you know, I also know that your dancers are very loyal to you and probably would turn themselves into pretzels to have the opportunity to come mm -hmm. and work on the piece. But, you know, that that's, again, the, the balancing act between keeping the work alive and wanting yeah. to create new work. Yeah. That's all for this edition of the NAC Dance Podcast. Join us next time when we look at part four of this fascinating conversation with Crystal Pite. Please send us your comments and questions. You can reach us by sending an email to nacpodcasts at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Don't forget you can subscribe to this and other NAC podcasts by visiting the following website, nacpodcasts.ca. There you'll find our past episodes, subscription links, and instructions on how to subscribe. You can also easily find us as a free subscription in the podcast section of the iTunes Music Store. Just search on NAC Dance. 
Until next time, this is Gerald Morris saying goodbye from Canada's National Arts Centre. Get into the spirit of the holiday season. Experience an enchanted fantasy the whole family will love. Nutcracker by the world-famous Royal Winnipeg Ballet. This all-time favorite ballet returns to the National Arts Centre, featuring the famous Tchaikovsky score played live by the NAC Orchestra. Delightful sugar plum parties will also be presented in the NAC foyer before each performance. Don't miss Nutcracker at the NAC December 2nd to 6th. Tickets for evening or matinee performances at the NAC box office or Ticketmaster.